Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict, and I need it in my veins I'm an addict, otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em. But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn for the feeling I earn I'm a winner, so turn the other cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russ and Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pod Let's go I am Rocky Petrella, and I have a trading problem I am Andrew Hall, and I definitely have a trading problem. And I'm John Hoag, Superflex dude, and I have a trading problem. Hey, everybody. Welcome to session 269 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. Andrew, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> and we will. Okay. <laughs> He's not used to that. Uh, so as you can hear, no rust this week. Uh, it's feeling a little under the weather, but I got my guy, my junkies co-host Andrew Hall here with me. Andrew, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm great. And I, like I said to you before we started, like anytime you need somebody to fill in for us, I'm usually available on Tuesdays. And Trade Addicts one of my favorites, so I'm glad to be here with you and uh, appreciate you asking me. And looking forward to talking it up with John tonight. I'm guessing we're going to be talking about tight ends, right, John? Is that what you're big, you're big fan oh, of? You don't, of or am course. I thinking of something, something different? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And, and, uh, yeah. Rocky's crappy, you know, middle of the startup, uh, quarterbacks, <laughs> the old quarterbacks who are about to retire. We'll talk about them too. It's always <laughs> old. People always say old. I don't just like old quarterbacks. I like undervalued quarterbacks. John. They don't have to be old. Uh, but it's like code word for old, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yes, we have John Hogue here. Uh, my friend, some would say front of me, uh, but John, (laughs) uh, why don't you tell everybody, uh, just remind them who you are, what you do and where they can find what you do. Yeah. Host of the super flex super show, uh, ranker writer contributor at dynasty league football.com. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fall back in love with Twitter. So we're going to go ahead and throw it out there as Superflex dude on Twitter. And uh, I think just kind of like the, the like default guest on the trade addicts podcast at this point, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an honorary member of the DAP network. Yes. But I think literally it's is. also He's in our DAP network chat. Yeah. <laughs> And I think I'm probably the one person on earth who doesn't take offense to like the, having the role of, uh, we couldn't find anybody else. So can you jump on like, hell yeah. Every time, man. No, what it really is, John, <laughs> is me and Russ are too lazy to actually ask for guests ahead of time. And then it's Monday and we're like, oh shit, John, will you come on? <laughs> <I'll John. laughs> it's either John or Zach, one or the other. So yeah. this week it's John. Um, but I, what, before we get into to the to the minimal show sheet we have here, because I'm going to get to why in a second, is is nobody is making trades, and I, we keep it's like a broken record. We keep me and Russ both keep saying it every week at this point. Uh, we had zero trades until today when I made 
all three real trades we have on the shit sheet. So, Man, you really I, are an addict, right? <laughs> it, no, trades. but it's crazy. Like, I, I this is a generally dead period, but it's just it seems extra dead this year. Like, I don't remember it. I've been doing this, I think, about two and a half years with Russ now. I don't remember it ever being this slow. Is it, are you seeing this too, John? I, I think I've asked this to some mm-hmm. other guests, but are you seeing this too, John, in a lot of your leagues? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, people are kind of having a hard time figuring out some of the the more, uh, you know, the the more valuable positions. And And, like, this is something that a lot of people are going to disagree with, but wide receiver isn't particularly valuable just because there's a, a lot of different ways to attack that position. You know, there there's, it's 30 or 40 deep. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of reason necessarily to be upgrading wide receivers. Like if you can get to Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, you do it. But beyond that, like there's kind of no real reason to, to move up for the, you know, Jalen Waddles of the world when you already have, you know, Deontay Johnson is kind of one of my favorites, but you know, guys like that, you know, um, Devonta Smith, there you go, rock. Uh, like <laughs> that's, you know, that like he's, he's not elite, but he's kind of close enough that you don't feel like you have to really, you know, make a move to upgrade. So, the position it's it's running back and quarterback and those ones just it feels hard right now. What do you you know, who are the guys that you feel like you can trust for even a year, much less beyond that in dynasty leagues? So so I get it, you know. Well, yeah. I, I I just want to add too, there's still those uh the four horsemen of the running back apocalypse that are waiting out there too, right? You still got the Zeke Elliott, you got the Leonard Fournette, you got Kareem Hunt and now Dalvin Cook, right? So there's a whole bunch of, I guess, question marks around people like, well, is Tony Pollard going to remain safe? Is Alexander Madison going to remain safe? So like some of those players and you got like Barkley and Dobbins now talking about holding out. So like some of those people I know in some late mid leagues when I have those guys, I'm just like, let me just hold on and see how this plays out. Like, I don't know if I want to, you know, sell anybody just yet. And I don't want to go buying anybody just yet. So it's kind of just like a holding pattern until we see more info. But I completely agree too. like the wide receiver two field is like 40 people deep. Right. Yeah. Like the top tier is is maybe five to six guys. I like a wide receiver. And then after that, it's kind of like plug and play. I'm, I'm 100 percent with you. And the other fun part of that is that tight end is becoming like that, too, where there's a top heavy and then it's kind of flat after that. And we're seeing some quarterbacks with question marks. So I just feel like we're not in the same. I don't know. We're not in the same, I guess, uh, knowledge base of where things are right now as we usually are in past off season. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen a very big slowdown, very big slowdown in all of my leagues, too. And it's not just me. It's, it's the whole league is just kind of like waiting and just pause, which is annoying, especially for a show designed around trading. We don't have a lot of trades because of that. Darn it. Like, yeah, guys, and, and to that point, even, I mean, me and Russ had also both made zero trades until today, this past week. So uh, <laughs> it's not like it's just, a, you know, it's not it's just two. It's not, not just everybody else. But uh, so yeah, that's kinda- that, I'm sorry, Rock, but that, no, no like that, that it begs a very obvious question here. Like, what are some some trades? What are some moves that people should be making right now? You know, what are kind of some low risk things that that, you know, the entire industry isn't already on to, you know, like, for instance, like Chigagonkwo for a long time. Everybody's been saying, oh, like he's the breakout. He's the sleeper tight end go trade for Chig. Like it it just gets to a point where it's like, that one is way too obvious to actually pursue it. (laughs) There's not, there's no actual value there, but like, 
you know, players like he, otherwise he fits a profile, right? Like it, it, I mean, we saw a little bit of a breakout as a rookie, like he's a, uh, a big athletic tight end in an offense that doesn't have a whole lot of pass catchers. Like, yeah, it, that, that makes a ton of sense. Like who are some of those guys, you know, that, that people aren't already onto what are, you know, what are kind of some moves that people could be making right now? I'm sure we'll be getting into some of that later on in the show. If you stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I was just thinking while you were saying, I mean, maybe the move is to make maybe just make more more low level stuff, just like getting like filler guys, getting the guys nobody wants, like like getting guys like some of these old running backs that nobody wants or things like that, and and getting them cheap and just going for points instead of everyone's on the dynasty value. You know, Russ has always talked about dynasty value versus fantasy value, and. Uh, until about August, everybody just wants the dynasty value. Maybe yep. if you start shooting for the points in, in June, mm-hmm. uh, you can get them real cheap. That maybe that's the play there. Uh, like that. while it's dead like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, we were kind of talking off air about this before we started, but you know, get your guy like now's a great time to do it. I mean, if you've got a, a particularly strong feeling on someone who's you know, like for me, JK Dobbins this year. If people are worried about him holding out, man, like that—that that tells me that there's still a discount right now, and that's mm-hmm. a guy I want on all my rosters this it's, year. It's so funny. Like people think me and John disagree on everything. We agree on so much. You mentioned right. Deontay Johnson <laughs> a little while ago, and Dobbins is so my guy. This 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 non-point scoring season, I've acquired right. him multiple times. I already had him on a few rosters. Uh, we haven't. I think we have a Yeah, we have a trade. Oh no! Yeah, we do have a trade involving Dobbins on the show sheet that I made today. So, uh, yeah, we'll 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 get into him a little later. But it's funny how much we actually agree. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Just it's just the approach on quarterbacks, but everything else, yeah. And 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 even then too, we don't entirely. We 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 talked this out before. We have some common ground even there, but we won't get into that right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we'll just get into what we do have here. Because uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about there as well. Do you want to start with listener questions, or do you want to start with the uh, trade addicts trades, John? Let's let's get those trades out of the way. There's some, I mean, there's some some really interesting ones, and then one just kind of throw away. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling you're not even going to ask us for our opinion on that one. Not really. Just I'm just going to laugh. I did a lot of research on this. You got to ask that one. That's well, that's coming up later. I was actually going to start with that one to get it okay. I mainly put on the show sheet because it was funny, but it is a real trade that happened in a trade addicts league, which was um, and there's a little story behind this. Carson Wentz for one dollars worth of fab. Uh, I I was telling Andrew before uh, in the TA6 chat, somebody said Carson Wentz is watching film with John Gruden, so you know it'll be amazing, selling for only one first. And someone said you'd give him a dollar fab and a high five. And he asked if he had to travel for the high five. He says, no, I deliver. And then they actually made the trade. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's actually like, that's, that's pretty compelling. If like they're gonna actually come and and give you a high five for it, like that's certainly worth. It. So the thing about trade addicts leagues, it costs two dollars to pick up a free agent. So like <laughs> <laughs> so the dollar is just nothing. High five though. It costs two dollars. Wait, you're kidding, right? Like I think it's like, only one dollar. If if you uh, you can get a 
uh, a player for one or zero on waivers. But if they clear waivers and then you pick them up in free agency, it's two dollars. Ah. I never oh, realized. Okay. I've been trading X leagues for five years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> always know your rules. That one in on you, man. He sneaks that one in on you, and I'm very active on waivers. So I, at the end of the season, I was like, "Wait, why don't I have any money left? Why can't I pick up this free agent, Russ?" <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah, it's two dollars for for uh, free agents who cleared waivers. I, so, I, I did... feel like you did that to me on purpose. Like you singled <laughs> me out on that. <laughs> Sounds uh, like I, it. I did enjoy putting this on here because I do take some uh, secret pleasure at, at Carson Wentz's downfall as well. Do you think? Do you think Carson Wentz ever starts a game in this league again? Mm-hmm. And if he did, would you well, even care? It's I, crazy I, I that, that he, he was an MVP candidate in 2017, a legit MVP candidate, and just from there to here in six years, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's impressive, it, but oh. not in a good way. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I mean, I was one of the people who ranked him as a top three quarterback in Superflex Dynasty at one point. It was like, it, like after that season, he looked awesome. But yeah, and then I I hit rock bottom with him last year because I mean, it, from before the season even started, I was like, get him out of there. We want Sam. How we want the sixth round rookie. We don't want any more Carson Wentz. We've seen enough. Well, I just the only thing I would say about this trade is this is one of those that gets done and somebody posts in the chat. Oh, my gosh, that's a steal. And you literally have to go, wait, which which side is the steal? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't think you understand what that word means. Uh, If I can't tell which side is the steal, it's not a steal. Um, But at the same time, I could totally see the logic and just saying, well, I was going to drop him a dollar is better than nothing. And I could see the other logic like, well, if you dropped him, I was going to spend a dollar to pick him up. So it's like it's just basically a waiver claim. It's you know done for a trade. But I, I. I see that he is available in one of my leagues. I'm going to try to put in a waiver claim for $0. It's not a TA league, but I'm going to see if I can get him added to my roster for less than a dollar. And then I'll feel like good value was made. You know what I mean? Like, man, I saved a whole steal. dollar. In fab. That's, that's a steal. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I just for the, for wrapping it up, I don't think he plays this year. I really don't, but this is a league where I, I think I'm dropping uh, Brett Rippon for him. You know what I mean? Like it's a deep league and I'm just like, just a QB who's a backup somewhere. Like I could see Wentz showing up somewhere in week oh, four because yeah. somebody. I haven't hurt. dropped him in any like, of the rosters I have. Yeah, he's, still he's got there just as, as much agent. value. Yeah, he's got just as much value as anyone else at the QB position. And again, what a perfect trade to start our trade addicts trades with on a quarterback yes. show with John <laughs> with the blockbuster quarterback trade. We're just right up your wheelhouse here, John. This is great. I'm sure you're- and Corey in the chat says we'll go to the Raiders if Jimmy G gets cut. I did just see something that Jimmy G is supposedly on track for for camp though. So I I, I know uh, you know last time you were on Andrew when we were talking mm-hmm. about uh, Jimmy G and, and Tyler and, and there was talk he you know he could be cut and there'd be no dead cap and all that or whatever. So yeah. uh, it looks like he will start. It looks like he should be okay. But uh, I guess we'll see in a few months. Hey, the NFL is nothing if it's not chaos. Let's go. Like, we yeah. still have a couple of months till the season. Like, I think people might forget we're still not even into July yet. Yeah, like, I think we need more chaos, though. Things. Maybe that would spur some trades. It's too quiet. <laughs> I think chaos will yes. definitely happen and it will definitely spur trades. I'm with you. But uh, let's get into the real trades we have. We have a couple on TA3. As I said, all, all these trades are me. So I'm going to let you guys talk about them first uh, on all three of them. Uh, but the first one uh, Zach Charbonnet and Traylon Burks for J.K. Dobbins and Matthew Stafford. 
So there's another quarterback. No, well, it's got a quarterback. An so old quarterback, John, John, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Dobbins. John. So I'm yeah, really yeah. conflicted. Yeah. So John, what do you think of this one? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super conflicted with this one. I think it probably actually comes down to roster build, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, um, but I mean, you know, for one thing, I'm, you know, back to the wide receiver position and, you know, there's not, not much of a need to upgrade. Traylon Burks is, is another great example of this. Um, you know, like there, you, you get him super cheap and, he has just as much upside as anybody else at that position, you know, other than Chase and Jefferson. Like, so he's, he's kind of turning into one of my guys just kind of based on how far he's falling in ADP, but man, I like Dobbins <laughs> this year. <laughs> and then the quarterback in a, in a super flex league, you know, these, these are deep. These are big rosters. Like it's hard to get a whole, a hold of a quarterback even one who's man like he he could he could give you one game and then be done forever like we're kind of at that point with Matthew Stafford so um but still it's just you have to roll the dice on quarterbacks so I like your side of this yeah and I do think that tends to be a little overstated with Stafford and it's it's basically killed his dynasty value Mm -hmm. uh but I I think um you know, he's he did have the issues last year, but he's since the beginning of his career when he had multiple problems his first couple of years, he's been largely healthy. Obviously, he's getting older, so that could be that could be just wear and tear, and it could be an ongoing thing. But if he stays healthy, I mean, he was a, a like a top six quarterback a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, yep. um, and I think if if he's healthy, McVeigh um, can can work some of that magic again. Maybe, maybe not quite as good a personnel around him, but he still has Cooper Cup. Um, and, uh, you know, enough around him, Cam Akers, uh, you know, dump balls off to whatever Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, he'll figure it out. But, yeah. uh, Puka. anyway, Puka, Puka Nakua, <laughs> but <laughs> darling of dynasty Twitter right now. Yeah. 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 But Andrew, we'll what, what are your thoughts on the trade? Well, I mean, I think I'm on the same page as you guys. I mean, anytime you can, you can get a quarterback without giving one up as a victory for me in Superflex, And then to kind of say what John said at the start, roster build matters a lot here too. I think if you're contending, I want the Dobbins Stafford side easily. I feel like the, the question marks there are not nearly as impressive. You know, I'd much rather have a quarterback that I can actually play and then a a running back that I think we'll see a pretty fair amount of, of you know, opportunity. And then if you're rebuilding, I could see you saying, well, let me get out of Stafford and, and Dobbins may not have that much long and longer in the, in, in the league and all this. And I could see that being like, let me just get Burks and Charbonnet and see if I can kind of, you know, trade down in the youth and see if they blow up. But again, I think roster build, I tend to lead. I, I kind of want to see and assume win now in almost every trade in a vacuum. So I always just think like more points is better, right? Like we were saying before, kind of. So I would take the Stafford side there. And then again, quarterback without giving one up. I like the Stafford side there. So yeah, I don't, I don't hate this trade. I think the value is probably on the Burke side, but for me, I kind of like the Stafford side. Just again, for all those reasons I just said, I think it's it's crazy how much his value has fallen. And I think with Cup coming back, we could see old Stafford come back too. And I think this is a prime case for Rocky's old quarterback, quote unquote, old quarterback, or just value quarterback. This is yeah. exactly that case. I'm trying to get Stafford. I'm trying to get guys like him. Ritter even. I'm trying to get uh, Geno Smith is actually still kind of expensive in some places. But like some of those guys that are just not darlings of the dynasty community, you can get those and plug them right into your lineup and get 20, 30 points. I don't see a problem with that at all. So yeah, I like that trade. 
Yeah, and the, as, as you guys guessed, I did get the old quarterback side. I got Matt Stafford and Dobbins. I had a feeling, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't see him giving one up is what it was. Like, it kind of gave it away. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, TA3, I've been kind of trying to – I've been rebuilding for a couple of years. I, I, I may – I'm not even sure if this team is good enough to contend, but I'm trying to make it contend, so that's kind of what I was doing here. Uh, I don't really have a lot of depth, but I do have uh, some. I'm getting some pretty good uh, starters here. Uh, I actually have uh, Hertz and Kyler at quarterback. So Stafford works well. So right when his arm's going out, Kyler maybe comes back. So, <laughs> um, uh, and Hertz, by the way, is an example of an undervalued quarterback that I was acquiring last offseason who is not Just old. do that every year, Rocky. You'll <laughs> yes. be great, right? You can yeah. turn every QB 28 into QB 2. You'll be great. Just keep doing that every year. <laughs> Cause I, I, I've said a million times. He he was not he was not that late. He was but no, he was, was like joking. QB. I mean, yeah, he was QB like twelve ish, ten ish, yeah, yeah. Because there were question marks year, because of the uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I totally saw QB three overall coming. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I like I said, I love Dobbins. I think with the new offense, um, it'll help. Uh, Lamar being under contract is going to help. Maybe if he has like a tiny little boo-boo, he's not going to sit out for eight weeks or whatever. <laughs> so, Hopefully. Uh, and, and I just, uh, I, I, and I, like I said, I love, I, I love, Stafford is kind of like my guy to acquire this this offseason. Uh, if you don't care about that, I do even if he stays healthy, I could see this, you know, one or two years he retires. Sure. But I, I'm always fine doing that. You know, I never mind picking up. I don't worry as much about security as, as the next guy. So uh, I'm yeah. just I think I could get pretty decent. I think he could be a low end one if he stays healthy for the year. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if if he stays healthy for the entire season or even, you know, most of it, like this is a win for you, especially, you know, for, for your strategy. That's like, that's, that's all you're really looking for. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I do that well, all the time. I'm fine getting one or two years of good production out of a guy. Let's not forget yeah. Traylon Burks has either Ryan Tannehill, who is another prime candidate for you, Rocky, I'm sure. Or no, Will Levis. I don't like Tannehill at all. Well, I say, or Will <laughs> Levis, who is also a prime candidate for you, Rocky. I know you how much you like him. Or Malik Willis, who was a prime kid. No, wait, none of these. You don't like no. any of those guys. So why would you like Traylon Burks? You know what I mean? And then it's you actually guys like that was part of it. I, I don't like Burks that much. Uh, right. John, I think, said it was oh, this guy. But I, yeah. that the whole quarterback situation there scares me. And the fact that they have uh, very little around him, unless you count Chig, it, it's defenses will be keying on Burks. I just yep. – I don't see, I, I see a tough path to success there this year. Yeah. And then obviously Chardonnay, mm-hmm. uh, Chardonnay is uh, splitting carries with Ken Walker, right? Like, and we don't know what they're doing right now in, in Seattle. Like that's an interesting, I get it for NFL. Like you definitely want the best player. And I think a second round running back is almost always a good idea. Uh, you know, obviously with the contract differences and all this, like that's a good deal, but I didn't really need it. I think they had other needs that were more important. And for fantasy, it kind of muddies the water. And I'm just, again, I'm not a huge fan of Chardonnay. On the Seattle, I, I liked him a lot, and I was hoping he would land somewhere it could, you know, actually do some damage. But I don't know. That's Seattle, so I feel like you're getting rid of some question marks for other question marks that are probably going to score more points. So I don't know. Seems like a pretty even trade, but I like the quarterback side almost every time. Okay, you guys picked the right answer. So points on the board. And the next, I'm kind of made this next one on the back of that one, uh, but. First, before we get into the specific trade, because FF Trader Joe and our listener questions, it was this was kind of uh, an inside joke, actually, because that's who I made this trade with. And he's been ah. trying to sell this guy. 
for literal months uh, and hasn't been able to get a deal done. Uh, I've had multiple offers back and forth with him before today. But uh, he's. I'm curious what your answer to this is without the, the trade that we're about to talk about factored in, just in general. What's the price you'd buy Devontae Adams for, Andrew? Well, I mean, again, in a vacuum, every roster is built a little different. I would Obviously, you assume contending. Yes, I'm always going to assume contending, and I think but especially if, if you're buying Adams, yeah. <laughs> if I'm buying Adams, I have to be contending, right? Yeah, so like that that lines up. If I'm buying Adams, I'd be fine doing something. I, you know, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but like trying to tear up and using a second or some other pick. Like if I could do, I don't even know, like something like, uh, well, I don't want to say the name because we're going to get into it, but like some of those <laughs> receivers, like Michael Pittman in a second, right? Or like uh, you know Brandon Ayuk in a second. You know, some of those kind of players and tearing up to get Adams. I think that's probably what I would, what I would try to do with like a little bit of youth and a future pick, I think is a prime case for that. And I think, again, as a contender, I think that makes total sense. And I see Corey, obviously, in the chat, which is brilliant. Adams catching passes from Wentz. When he I mean, again, the Raiders, yeah. he's going all in on this Raiders deal. I think that's an interesting <laughs> move. But I mean, again, that's probably what I would do. Or the other option I would look at is to try to pivot. If I have a lot of running backs, maybe try to send one of those, not necessarily lower running backs, but like a DeAndre Swift or a Miles Sanders, one of those guys with one of those young receivers, um, kind of like a, 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 a kind of flyer running back and a young receiver for Devontae Adams. I might try something like that. So that's kind of where my brain goes with some of this. But again, every league is so unique. It's hard to like build a trade randomly. That's why, again, to plug junkies, that's why I like that we get specific and actually see the league that we're making a trade in on that show. And we actually find a trade that is designed for that league and with those rosters. It's just such a good uh, a job, I guess, that we get to do for that. But that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't I don't hate Adams, but I don't want to pay too much either. So, John, where are you at on Adams? You know, he's obviously pretty old at this point, but you look like, it still looks like you're going to get a very good year out of him. So what yeah. do you want to pay for that? Yeah, I so kind of the way I think about this, I don't know if you guys have ever have ever done it this way, but kind of the way I I think about it like the, a way to kind of quantify a player's value is to turn them into you know rookie pick value I really kind of try and think about which of the current rookie class which of those players would I trade away to get Devonte Adams like what's the what's the best mm. of the rookie class that I would trade for him straight up and to me I kind of think you know, for a contender I I think I would do it for for JSN I think I would do it for Addison mm. Um, I would have a tough time doing, and I'm not a fan of Gibbs. I don't like the landing spot. I just got a twit or a sleeper notification today that say they're saying that he's going to be a nice compliment for David Montgomery. Like that's disgusting. That's the last thing we want to hear, <laughs> but it, you know, it's still, it's such a scarce position. I don't think I could, I, I, I don't think I could bring myself to do it for, for Gibbs. Um, so, you know, we're talking about 106 basically is kind of the rookie pick value that I would put on him. Um, and I would not trade 106 for any 2024 first round pick straight up. Um, you know, even if you want to play the game where you're trying to project it and, you know, say it's like early mid, I, I still, I still don't think that you make that move. So, you know, it tells me that it's gotta be you know, 106 type of, of value um, or player equivalent. And it's got to be, you know, 2024 first plus something. And like a second is probably about right. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I want, I do want to go back 
I thought, interesting that you don't like like Gibbs um, and the landing spot. Is it David yeah. Montgomery? Is it the way they treated Swift? Is it both? Is it what? What is it that you don't like? So it's, I think a lot of people do like that landing spot. Yeah, yeah. For, well, people like the draft capital, and that's too definitely. Yes. What we've kind of noticed with running backs is draft capital doesn't necessarily matter nearly as much as the actual situation. And to me, it's just the way he fits into that offense. I mean, you do have David Montgomery taking early down work, taking short yardage and goal line work. You also have, you know, you don't have field stretchers at the moment. Jamison Williams is going to, he'll be back eventually, and that'll open things up a little bit. But right now, everything is close to the line of scrimmage. You know, you've got Amon Ra working the, and, you know, Sam Laporta. Like, this is all, these are all sh- like short and intermediate range type of targets that we're talking about and that's supposed to be the workspace for jameer gibbs and it's just way too congested for me yeah actually that that makes some sense i just i i think i do and i i've been a big person saying like some people overhype draft capital too much Mm -hmm. but you draft a running back at 12 i just believe they're gonna they're gonna find a way to use them like and not only did they draft a running back at 12 they draft a running back at 12 that nobody was going to probably draft for the next 10 picks. So like, yeah, it was that's like... a big part of this for me too. It's like, that, like, you know, everyone wants to say that's kind of his value as the 12th pick. And it's like, if one team was going to take him there, is that really, should that really be his value? But uh, like... I see what you're saying, but it also says to me, like they cared so much about, like they had the 18th pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they cared so much. They didn't even want to wait till the 18th pick, even though they almost certainly could have. They cared yeah. so much about getting them that, that, that they, they took them at 12. To, I know. It, yeah. I just can't, I find it hard to believe they're not going to find a way to, like, make sure they get them the ball. And, well, and plus, we all saw those videos of the entire draft room, like, pumping their fists and high. I think even more so than the normal draft room. They seemed like they were going nuts in there about getting. I, I just think Detroit had one too many really good Canadian beers or something. Maybe like that's what it just, was. That's they were just having too much too. fun in the draft room. And they're like, yeah, man, let's go get Gibbs. And they're like, this is the first round. They're like, Oh, well, we're going to lean into it. We made a mistake, but we don't want people to know. They um, thought it was also, their dynasty team. And they were super hyped well, about getting yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and to kind of go back to John's point about Adams, even, I think you're exactly right. I'd rather have Gibbs. I'd rather have, JSN and I'd probably rather have Addison but again okay. you give me the right roster and I'd be okay with Adams on any of like for any of those also and I think the other twist to this is Devonte Adams uh last year actually did pretty well you know he wasn't like terrible or anything he was still a very solid receiver and, and I think that's going to happen again but he's getting older too and we don't know if he's going to have two more years three more years so there definitely are some question marks there I just really like Addison I think he's going to have a really good year um, in that Minnesota offense. And I think JSN, while he's going to probably be a little slow to start, will be one of those players like his teammates, Alavi and Wilson, that we see in that wide receiver one conversation next year. So I just feel like those guys to me are a little rich. But again, I don't hate it. I don't think you're wrong. It's just I might go a little lower. And at that point, if I'm trading like a Zay Flowers or a Dalton Kincaid, yeah, give me Adams all day. You know what I mean? Like that makes total sense. So there is a tear yeah. break there, and I could be sold either way. But yeah, to, I mean, it, Gibbs is definitely it, the guy I would rather have. And I mean, I kind of think at that point, if you're, you know, if you're saying, all right, I'm looking at, you know, Flowers, QJ, Kincaid, whoever, um, you know, at at 108, basically, you're probably, if you can't get Adams, you probably trade that pick and, you know, punt to 2024. So 
Um, so I, I, to me, that makes a big enough difference that, uh, you know, there's, there's a significant value difference there for you and I, which that's how a trade gets done. So, yeah, I think I kind of fall in between you two. I would think I would easily take Adams over Addison on a contending team. Uh, JSN would be a tougher call, even though JSN is probably not going to produce that well this year. Just, I, I consider JSN a pretty decent leap in talent above Addison, but the situation just sucks. So yeah, that would right. be a much tougher call for me. Uh, I, I think I maybe lean with John. If I'm contending, I'd probably be willing to trade JSN for Adams. Uh, but I, I see where Andrew's coming from, too. I, I'd have a hard time doing it. Uh, but we'll see what I was with that in to, mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I am um, willing to give up for Devontae Adams. <laughs> read what uh, Frank said in the comments, by uh, the way. Frank that's... is here. <laughs> freaking uh, that's that's so on point yeah frank that. in the about this is about gibbs i think it's just it feels like a weird fit they couldn't make swift work and they replace him with the worst prospect coming out people forget yep. swift was buried in a great class yep which there is some truth to that but yeah uh, we'll see how it pans i still i i i think part of that though is that that regime that, that's there now did not draft swift and never seemed to want to use like they seem yeah. to hate him so that's, and they love yeah him, so. that seems yeah. right it's just like it, it it hurts their credibility in my opinion like it, it kind of it makes me question their player evaluation when they say oh we can't we can't work with deandre swift but yeah. jameer gibbs <laughs> like swift has always like frank said he, he was the better, the better prospect he's the yeah. better player uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, he's an I'm pumped for Swift <laughs> in, in Philadelphia. Yes. I, I, I'm happy with it from a fantasy perspective and from an Eagles perspective, but yeah, uh, my, what I was willing to pay for Devonte Adams was uh Christian Watson, the 2024 second, uh, which is the other TA three trade that was made. Uh, I did this after I did the other trade, I decided to, to I'm kind of going all in getting old here and trying to contend this year. Uh, so, so, so John, is, what do you is think? That the, is that the max that you would have paid for him? You just decided to dig in your heels at Watson in a second, or would you have gone further? If I don't know that I would have gone that much. I, like, I don't really, I just, I don't have a lot that kind of made sense. Cause I think mm-hmm. he is trying to get younger. Uh, this is again Trader Joe. I don't think he's going full rebuild, but he's definitely trying to sort of reload his team with younger players. He's been selling some older guys here and there during the off season, yeah. and uh, I didn't have a lot else that I could really offer. Uh, we had said uh, we had something earlier in the day. We were going back and forth a little bit, and it was something like uh, oh Watson and Charbonnet for Adams and Jimmy G. He offered me, which I did not want to do. Uh, and mm. I got I ended up doing the Stafford trade, so we I kind of just took the Jimmy G part of it and tried to figure out another way to go at it. I mean, the only other than Burks, who I traded in that other trade, and uh, the only other young, uh, really decent young guy I had was uh, Devonta Smith, and I wasn't trading him. So right, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So that it kind of just made sense, and I think I offered something with Watson. Um, and a third and another piece, uh, I think, with, with Jimmy G in there, and he didn't like that. And he, he basically equ- equated uh, the, the other piece to Jimmy G and said Watson is worth more 
Watson is more than a third away from Adams. And so after this other trade happened, I figured I'd try Watson in a second and he accepted it. So, th- so that's how it ended up coming to be, but I've given up. I mean, I would, I don't have the, my, my first in that league. I would not have given up Watson in the first. No. Yeah. I, I would have made you pay more. Like it didn't ha- it wouldn't have to be Watson in a first necessarily, but uh, man, it's get, it's close to that kind of like you would, I think you would have to tack on like, more second round value like the player equivalent essentially like for me Watson man like I have a hard time necessarily valuing Watson over that future 2020 that 2024 second like they're they're Hmm. pretty close to even for me I think you're a little below market then I think most for sure Watson is the late first at least yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I mean part of it is right now anyways. You know, a late first is, like that that tier is so big from 108, you know, well into the second round of this year's rookie class. So like it, you know, there it's it's like to call him first, you know, late first round value is you know, not not making much of a declaration to me, but like I, every class is different next year will be something a little bit different, but I still just, I, I, I've just seen this so many times where that the tier from the late first kind of carries over into the early second round. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, that's where I don't like to, I like, I don't like to project picks. I like to just kind of say, all right, it's a random pick, random first round picks. I'm typically putting kind of a late round value on them, mm-hmm. um, you know, mid to late. Um, but second round picks are a little bit different just because of the fact that like we do see so, you know, so many times where that tier kind of starts at the end of the first round and stretches into the second round. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's almost like that second round pick, you get the same basic player as you would have at the end of the first. And so, you know, I value them a little bit higher because of the the opportunity to get into that range. And the more second round picks you have, the higher you can trade up into the second round and get into that range if you're not already there. So second round picks, future second round picks, I've been valuing quite a bit lately and trying to to get a hold of of uh, as many of them as I can. Um, so that's that's a big part of it. I'm uh, I just don't. I, I don't know what to think about that Packers offense with Jordan Love on a one-year deal. Christian Watson was already just like heavily, uh, highly efficient, you know, <laughs> like efficiency well, numbers. Is, based on yeah. Uh, yeah, but Watson also yeah. is getting a bunch of long balls from Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if I see Love doing that. I don't know if right. he's going to have the time. I don't know if they're going to have the patience. I just, I don't know if that's going to really be conducive. So I agree with you. I think Watson's probably worth about a second, but I think the market values him a lot more because of his upside. Speaking of upside, I'm sure you guys saw the Twitter, uh, the tweet going around. Christian Watson has a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson. And I was yeah. just like, wow, that is engagement farming. If I've ever seen it, that is like, <laughs> that is a tweet meant for uh, rage tweeting. Uh, it is also from a Packers account, which I think is just kind of prime. He does say something about sarcasm in his bio. So part of me is like, maybe this is tongue in cheek. We've all seen this. It's prime dynasty Twitter season, but I don't agree with that. I think Justin Jefferson's floor might be higher than Watson's ceiling. Um, I, but- I don't agree with that either. And I will say you both touched on it, but I do think, 
I don't think it's necessarily the talent that has him uh, being valued at late first. I think if Rodgers no, was there, he'd be valued exactly. higher. It's yeah. everything else, yeah. right? It's it's the offense changing to an offense that is probably not going to be quite so risky. I mean, Rodgers love taking risks. I don't see Jordan Love doing that, at least not this season. I mean, granted, Jordan Love could be, and I, this could be a hot take, Jordan Love could be the next Jalen Hurts, right, where he is just severely undervalued. And nobody knows if he's going to be there a That's long a time. Hot take. Uh, yeah. And well, it was say the same thing last year about Jalen Hurts. It was craziness. Nobody was doing that. Right. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying he's got that same kind of upside. Right. Jordan Love could go into this offense and actually be given the reins. And you think about it, you got Christian Watson, you got Aaron Jones. I mean, you got some players there that are going to, you know, are going to help. And I think they finally, you know, they finally might be getting their offense together in a sense after losing Rodgers. They're going to have to find a new identity. I'm not saying go buy Jordan Love at any cost. I'm saying Jordan Love could be a QB2 that turns into a QB1 if you're lucky. I mean, that's his upside. But if you can get him for the right price, like if you can get Love for a second or a late third or something, like I don't mind that at all. I, he was going for a first in a lot of leagues, even in January, February, like immediately after the season. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that I love Christian Watson. I, I kind of agree with John's valuation there, but that's the kind of trade. If you're going to send Watson in a second, I think Adams is kind of a good target there. Because you're getting out of Watson, which could have some question marks. Seconds are great. Like you were just saying, John, I agree with you. But a lot of people like seconds. And if you can sell a second and Watson to go get Adams and be a win now better, I think that's that's exactly what I'm liking to do. Like I mentioned before, yeah. with like a Michael Pittman or a, I don't know, Mike Evans even. You might be able to do Mike Evans in a second for Devontae Adams, right? Like it's one of those like so many people are down on Evans right now. I might take the Evans side on that, you know, flipping it over. So like there, there's just a bunch of different ways you can go with this and – yeah, I, I just I don't have a lot of Watson. We just made a trade for him and Junkies, I think, too, right, Rocky? Where it was like Watson for Pittman and Pittman, Pittman. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? Like, I, that's a fine pivot to me, and we get the the running back out of it that might actually see some starts. But that's the fun of this whole thing, right? Is like kind of everybody gets to speculate, and there we said at the start there aren't that many players to speculate on right now, so it's kind of fun to have one that you can kind of I don't want to say put all your chips in on, but I'd rather put my chips on Devonte Adams for sure. Yeah, and then, then basically, like I said, he's been trying to move Adams for a while, so I think he may have been settling slightly here. I, I don't think the value is that bad, or I wouldn't have said it. I don't try to send bad offers. <laughs> uh, but uh, I get it if you think it's a little late, but I, I don't think it was too far off. I, I mean, no, I, it's it's definitely not one of those that you run to Twitter and say, like, all right, so we don't veto, but what do we do about this? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's <laughs> yeah. not like, it's not, it's not egregious or anything. It's just, yeah, I, I, and I would again, in that context that. of trying to move him for two months, it makes a little more sense, too. Uh, oh, by the way, Justin in the chat says that dude was high on the good stuff to put out that. Watson yeah <laughs> it's also yeah. like it's also sneaky safe because wide receiver upside isn't really a thing to even w- think about you know like right. it, the like the wide receiver upside is achieved by consistently hitting their floor that's all it is like it mm. i mean you know you'll you'll get yeah. every now and then you'll get that jamar chase you know what 300 yards and five touchdowns or whatever like yeah that'll happen to someone every now and then, like once a year, somebody's going to have just a ridiculous game, but you don't even call that their upside. Like that's not really Jamar Chase's upside. Cause he's not going to do that again. Well, you know, on top of that too, the upside for wide receivers is so just inherently linked to the quarterback play. It's, it's not even fair, you know, like quarterback upside isn't necessarily linked to a specific receiver. 
I mean, we've all seen those games where, you know, the wide receiver one on the team gets like six catches for 80 yards and the wide receiver two gets 12 catches for 273 yards. You're like, well, they just exploited a matchup, right? But like on the other end, like the receiver, yeah, they can exploit the matchup. But if the QB is Jimmy Garoppolo or Jordan Love or like one of these guys, like that makes it tougher. And if Adams has already proven he can do that and kind of stand out with a QB like Derek Carr, you know, he can still kind of make something happen. We haven't seen it yet with Jimmy G. So there are definitely question marks there. But the point being, the upside for that receiver is directly related to the quarterback. And it, the inverse is not necessarily true. So, yeah, it's it's a fun time to be a receiver. Like we were saying before, <laughs> the top six or ten receivers. And then after that, it's 40 deep of wide receiver, too. So, yeah, terrific. I don't know. Go get one of them. If you can add a piece to it, sure. <laughs> okay, before we get to our final trade, Corey did ask another question in the chat. I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, I'll start with you, Andrew. Where do you think Kyler ends up next year if the Card- Cardinals get Caleb Williams? I, I actually have an answer in mind, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you two go first and see if either of you say it. So my first answer is a bench somewhere. I, I just don't know if he gets <laughs> to be a starter. If he's leaving Arizona and he's had some injuries, of course, and some drama and some off the field stuff, like I'm not 100% sold that he's going to be a starter, but at the same time, our quarterbacks are so weak right now, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a starter. And there are a couple of teams that I feel like are are kind of perennially win now, and one of those is Tampa Bay. And I think with the way that this team is looking this year, I don't see them adding anybody this year. And if they don't get Caleb, I could totally see them going after somebody like a Kyler Murray. Um, He stays in the NFC, but he he goes to the South from the West. I mean, like that's probably not a bad move for him and to have a better chance and all this. So, I don't know. I just feel like there there are a lot of options if he's not in Arizona, but that's probably the one that comes to mind first for me is Tampa Bay. What do you think, John? Um, man, yeah, just trying to think. I, I think that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, I think Vegas could be a good one. Uh, yeah, just kind of trying to think of some, you know, some teams not in the NFC West that you know could where the quarterback could bust out. Um, but Frank in the chat actually took my answer, which was the Atlanta. Atlanta. Falcons. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a decent one too. Really? Yeah, uh, decent supporting cast there. And uh, yeah, they seem like they're going to be not good enough to, to be drafting quarterbacks high. It makes a ton of sense to me if they're willing. And they to, like to run the ball. Kyler can run the ball yeah. in theory a year from now, right? When his, he's totally back and healed. Like I, I would assume yeah. the Cardinals would obviously want to trade him. They're not going to cut him. Right. So right. if Unless he Atlanta does something would crazy have to, in I don't Call know of what, Duty or something. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Atlanta's cap space is. So they'd have to take on that contract. Uh, but if they're, if they're able to do that, and I mean, I guess they have Pitts and Bijan and, and London all working on rookie contracts anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and, and Ritter's on a third round contract. So like none of these, like at least skill positions are taking up a ton of money on their, uh, on their cap. So maybe it is something that could be doable. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, by the way, I do think he, I think he'd be a starter uh, if he's not with the Cardinals next year. I think somewhere will he'll be starting. Like you said, th- there's yeah. too many bad quarterback uh, <laughs> rooms around the right. league that he wouldn't be starting somewhere. Back I mean, we're to talking Tennessee. about Sam Howell yeah. starting this year. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's why I said like on a bench would be reality, but no, that's not reality. Like that's that's just where he should be. But no, he'll find somewhere for sure. <laughs> okay, so let's get to this last trade. Ta ten. Uh, oh, I did not say it, and I'm sure Russ would kill me if I didn't say it at some point. If you, people don't remember, 
TA leagues are 12 team PPR Superflex 1.75 tight end premium with 0.05 for return yards. I felt bad for leaving that out. And, and $2 have... for free agents. And $2 <laughs> for free agents after on first come first serve wages. Uh, so uh, <laughs> our last trade is the biggest of the week is in TA 10. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon for AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, and Samaj P. Ryan. John Hogue, what 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 do you think of this one? Man, I I really want to take Taylor. Um, I think he's being really undervalued right now, but I just I can't do it. Part of it is Mixon, and I'm really curious to get Andrew's thoughts on that. But man, like Mixon feels like there's there's a non-zero chance he never takes another NFL snap. Like between the age and you know now the legal stuff like if that catches up before the season starts i mean they don't have a whole lot of incentive to to stick with him through that you know so i'm i'm pretty nervous about him um i mean i don't love taking on wide receiver depth but i mean there's a good chance that you're upgrading at least one starter with aj brown i mean it's likely in fact unless Keep you in mind, have this is a trade addicts league dynasty outhouses in this league so i could potentially move calvin ridley that yeah that too <laughs> he's, he's pretty inflated his man's <laughs> calvin ridley and justin ross yeah um, t higgins yeah t higgins um and it Right as of as of now, if if Denver doesn't make another move, Samaje P. Ryan is in line for a huge role with uh, Javante Williams trying to come back from an ACL injury. So, man, like there's there's a lot of good stuff on that side. Even though it's not a the structure of move I would like to make, I think that you know in terms of value, in terms of upside, I think you have to do it. Yeah, and that, that is the side that I got. I traded JT in this trade. Uh, I do have uh, – I mean, I don't have anything anywhere near JT level uh, at the position uh, on this team, but I do have Aaron Jones. I have DeAndre Swift. Um, I have uh, Alexander Madison, who may be a thing, may not this year. And then – Throw in P Ryan, who could who could get starts for me. So I felt like I was uh, good enough there, especially in a league where you only have to start one running back. Uh, and, and I loved getting AJ Brown. You know, I, you know he's oh, yeah. he's got super high value at this point. And uh, like John said about P Ryan, uh, he definitely could be at least for the first half of the year, especially he could be a thing. And I expect that offense to be significantly improved, um, which is only going to help him. But uh, Andrew, you want to chime in here and finish us up on this trade? Yeah, I mean, again, if you're looking at starters, obviously Jonathan Taylor, you swap him out for A.J. Brown. I mean, again, in, in this league where you don't have to start more than one of anything, you, those are pretty much both flex options. I don't think that you're losing any points there. You might even be gaining going to A.J. Brown, right, in the, the PPR and all that. And I figured it's an eagle. It's got to be you're getting the A.J. Brown side. Like, that just makes sense to me. Um, but then, you, of course, you got Calvin Ridley, who's got a bunch of question marks. Like, you know, how is he going to play in the zero jersey? I don't, you know, I don't think there's any other drama other than the zero jersey, according to Russ. Uh, I know that that's all he's worried about right now is that damn zero jersey. Uh, and then you already talked about P. Ryan. I think he's going to be a fine start. Mixon's not necessarily the, the pinnacle of health. So if you're looking at Mixon versus Ridley and P. Ryan, I'd probably take Ridley and P. Ryan, yep. even though I think Mixon's going to have a great year. 
I just think both Ridley and P. Ryan have a bigger range of outcomes. I think Mixon is probably at his ceiling, even though people are are uncertain about him. I just don't know if you're again, it's it's kind of talking out of both sides a little. I think there is a chance that he gets a ton of work and is a, you know, workhorse back and a very high powered offense and gets a ton of goal line carries and all that. I mean, everything has to go exactly right for that to happen. And I just, I don't know if that's what I would want to bank on. With Ridley, he could be the wide receiver one. I don't think it'll take that much effort for that to happen. P. Ryan, you already talked about it. I think it's going to be a good, solid starting running back in a in a league with a ton of starting running backs, like we were just saying before with the receiver position. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine to pivot from Taylor to Brown. I think that even up, that makes sense with Brown maybe even being the, the leader. And then Mixon for Ridley and P. Ryan, I think, Ridley and Pirine's probably the side I go with, even as a Mixon fan. I just feel like you're probably able to get more for Ridley and Pirine in August than you are Mixon. So for me too, it's like those are both maybe the ascending assets and Mixon's still on the decline. Whether we believe it or not, I still think the, the Bengals are probably not bringing anybody in. They've never done that before. That's not their MO. So I'm most likely thinking they're sticking with Mixon as their guy. And then they drafted Chase Brown in the fifth. They still got Chris Evans and Travion Williams. Like they've got some guys that are role players, but they're not going to be P Ryan. I don't think. Um, but the question I have is, is can Mixon stay healthy? We just haven't seen that recently. So I think this is a fine trade for you again, a, a trade. I usually don't like trading a guy like a Jonathan Brown or Jonathan Taylor, but to go to AJ Brown, I'm happy as hell with that. So yeah, good trade. Yeah. And another big part of this for me, uh, John, I think specifically touched on is getting off of Mixon. I kind of been trying to do that on a lot of my teams, this uh, non-point scoring season, uh, because of all the uncertainty, I mean, Andrew, you said you don't think they're going to cut him or anything, but there definitely have been those rumors out there. Um, and even even if he's on the team, he this is no research at all has gone into this, but it just feels like it's like you'll get like four mediocre to dud games out of him, and then he'll pop off for 30 points. And then by the end of the year, he's like RB is nine or something because he had <laughs> yeah. like, you know, quarter like half of his points in like uh three of his games or something like that he's also one of those guys you can't not start right like if if he's in your lineup if he's on your roster and you're on mfl like these are all on mfl right you're going to be looking at those check boxes just going i gotta start mixing you know like and then you you don't love it right like he like you put it perfectly he could get 12 carries for 18 yards and you're just like that sucked you know what i mean and then the next time you're thinking about it he goes off like last year was it five touchdowns five touchdowns against carolina you're just like what the hell where'd that come from like they just leaned on him right so i do think again to to fully wrap out this this kind of thing i think mixon is a great candidate if you're looking for win now pieces i think that he's probably going cheaper than he should be in a lot of places i wouldn't be shocked if you can get him for a second alone something like that i feel like there are probably places and teams out there that are rebuilding that have Mixon, like you guys are just talking about that are just not that sold on him. Um, and I'd be happy to have him on a win now team for cheap. I just don't think the Ridley P Ryan is cheap. That's kind of the point. Like I would rather have those two assets than Mixon at this point. But again, Mixon is definitely somebody that you, you put in your lineup when he's healthy and don't really have to worry about that's better than some players. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at least, you know what you're getting in a sense, he's still worth starting because he's got that upside, but yeah, I, I don't think they add anybody. I don't think they definitely don't cut Mixon at this point. So he's their guy for this year. But after this season, I would be a little shocked if he's a starter next year. I just don't know if he's got that much left in the tank. Yeah, I, I hear you. And uh, I want to finish up with that. Uh, we have a couple more listener questions here. Uh, we did FF Trader Jews. I should say he also, uh, you know, Russ likes to throw these little 
uh, odd questions into the the tweet we put out every Tuesday, and I've been trying to do that when Russ doesn't uh, isn't on the show. Mine today was uh, who's your favorite uh, TV actor actress, and uh, Joe said James Gandolfini, so I did want to leave that out uh, since yeah. he did bother to answer the question, but um, we already answered his question. Uh, I guess before we move on to the last couple questions, do you guys have a favorite uh, TV actor or actress? It's man, it's freaking hard. I I, I could narrow it down. Down to two. That's kind of the best I could do. Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson. Oh, great choice. Oh, yeah. good pick. Ron or, Swanson uh, is the best TV character of all time. Think of that. Damn, Pro- yeah, probably. Definitely for a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, but I think that my even an even better show to me is The Wire. So I'll go with Idris Elba as Stringer Bell. Such a good uh, character. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, well, you, you have any names in mind? The, the two that came to mind immediately for me, which, again, it, it depends a lot on the kind of show and the kind of mood and all this, but I've really enjoyed uh, two Jasons lately. Jason Sudeikis in, in Ted Lasso, I just think has been phenomenal. Um, being able to run the gamut and, and kind of make you feel with just nothing more than a look, like that's a terrific TV actor in my mind. And then the other one is Jason Bateman, who I love in Arrested Development. Oh, you know, like a has a whole one. long TV career. A good one. I'm just started. I'm just kind of finishing up the Smart List on the Road. Well, yeah, Ozark is great. I'm saying, like, just I'm watching that Smart List on the Road uh, documentary series they have on HBO, and it's just it's great seeing the three of those guys kind of be themselves backstage and everything. And it just reminded me of like how good of an actor he is. Like he's he's just I don't know. He's just one of those guys too. I just enjoy watching him. And Ozark, of course, phenomenal. But like Arrested Development is like one of my all time favorite yes. shows. And he's such a good Fabulous. street character. Yeah. Like just a, he doesn't crack. He, he's not the funny guy. Like that is so hard to do. So yeah, for me, those are the, the two that I'm thinking of just like terrific TV actors that can always play the character well. And, and I just enjoy it, whatever they do. So that's a tough question. Though. I like that you asked it, but I was just like, <laughs> man, I don't know who my answer is, but I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Finally, my, I, my mind didn't really go to drama for some reason. Although the one, the first one that came to my mind and sort of, uh, I think probably why I asked the question, it's SFB season and all that. There's, I'm a little biased because it's the uh, one TV actor I've actually gotten to talk to personally twice now. I know. Uh, it's James Roday Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. A million little yeah. things. Psych. <laughs> he can do drama. He can do comedy. He, and he's a great guy. If you ever talk yeah. to him, uh, if you ever just heard him talk, uh, he's if you've seen him on Twitter, he's and he just, knows he's his biggest, dynasty stuff, man. He's yes, smart. He's a he fantasy he's football doing. player. Yeah. He plays dynasty. He plays SFB. He gives to charities and animal love. He's just, he's just a great all around person too. Yeah, he's a writer. Um, good dude. Yes. Yeah. And then for some reason, the other one that pops into my head um, is, is Kristen Bell. I just love her. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one too. Yes. Yeah. Again, not, she doesn't do a lot of dramatic roles, but uh, mother forty shirt balls. Yeah, yeah no, started with Veronica Mars, yeah. which she was great on. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, Good Place is is uh, amazing television in my opinion. So good. It, yep. it, it's funny, but it's also got a whole lot of brainy stuff going on in there, philosophy and all this stuff. I love that show, and she was great <laughs> in it. So th- those were the two that came to mind for me. Uh, but let's get to these questions. Let's get back to some football here. Okay, FF Tommy B. If you were to be cloned eleven times and have to play in a dynasty league with them, how, if at all, would you adjust your base strategies? <laughs> this one blew my mind. I know. This is such a Tommy question. Like, oh my! It, God. Is. it definitely is. <laughs> uh, well, the actually, only thing I get could... used to. 
I, I'll go first. I have to get used to declining lowball offers. Like that would yeah. just be something I would have to do. That's just what I said. Um, <laughs> the only thing I could it, think of was that I would have to uh, pay up for quarterbacks and overvalue youth. <laughs> to, to zag where everyone else is yep. digging because yep. I know I know what the rest of the league is doing. Yep. <laughs> Wide receiver extreme. That's what it would be. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all on the same page. We would just we know our own weakness. The question that I had though was well, the thing is I'm, our clones would Well that's know. what I mean. Do our clones also know and then therefore they would go opposite, so then it'd be best to stay with oh, them. My God. <laughs> like this, this is, is where it gets deep. And like of the eleven, if of I know the twelve that you of us, know that I know that you know. <laughs> yeah, like to only a few of them do that because they're like not all of my clones would be identical because I'm kind of yeah. random sometimes. So like you know, some of my clones would be like, nah, I'm too lazy. Some of my clones are like making seventy trades a day. Like it would it would be bonkersville that, for sure. It would be the weirdest league you've ever seen, and it would be a ton of fun for at least one of the twelve of us. I guarantee you that. But yeah, that I sounds probably- like your chaos, Tommy. I actually probably would just overthink it like that. Like I'd be like, oh, so like that clone of myself is also gonna is also gonna pivot. Like it just turn mm-hmm. I like I would just turn like, into Wallace Shawn and Princess Bride and just kind of <laughs> shut down like You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I can clearly not choose one. <laughs> uh, we haven't even but, begun to discuss like, <laughs> That's such a good but, yeah, that yeah, I, I guess the idea is yeah, with a lot of people thinking like you. But yeah, how do you? I I, I don't know if everyone's thinking like you. Like <laughs> they're gonna think what I think that they think that I think they think. You know, it's <laughs> right, so weird. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Opened up a can uh, of worms there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> excuse me, uh, but <clears throat> excuse me, cheese. Bueno fantasy at Bueno fantasy. I love, I love love this guy. He gives us questions almost every week. First of all, his TV show actor is Brian Cranston, which is another good one. Uh, yeah, says really he loves me one. some of that Walter White Heisenberg stuff, uh, even though I was Team Hank toward the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay. and he was man, he was like as good as he was. Uh, you know, for for the drama in, in Breaking Bad, he was just as good comedically in Malcolm, Malcolm in the, in the middle. middle. I was going to say the same. Yeah, he's just <laughs> yeah, a good dude, totally too. Like, he just seems like somebody yeah. he'd be fun to have a beer with. So I knew people were going to say Brian Cranston. I think Aaron Paul is another phenomenal actor from that same yeah. show. Just, a, just one hell of an actor. But yeah, those are both terrific answers for sure. Yes. Uh, his question though is Andy, uh, Andy, Anthony Richardson is valued higher than fellow rookie CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. What has to happen in 2023 for either Stroud or Young to be higher in value next year than Richardson? Uh, which one of the two has a better shot of doing that? So, John, I'll let you start off on this one. It's a quarterback question. I mean, what it would take is Anthony Richardson has to play like total crap. Like that's, that's, that's my thought was <laughs> that's that's the only way because I mean we're not we can't possibly expect very much from Bryce Young and CJ Stroud like we've just seen this too many times even better prospects than these guys as good as they are I mean Trevor Lawrence came into this league and just absolutely stunk it up for a year and a half you know like it it's and and like you can blame it on Urban Meyer to a certain extent, but you know explain the first half of this season with Doug Peterson as well. It's like this is just kind of the it's it's just the nature of the the quarterback position for rookies. It just takes some time, especially for those pocket passers. Whereas Anthony Richardson, you know while he develops kind of those 
those protocols that a professional quarterback has to be able to do, you know, reading defenses, um, you know, uh, you know, making changes at the line of scrimmage, things like that, um, you know, tracking defensive backs, like those, those things that, you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are going to be kind of learning on the fly. Anthony Richardson gets the benefit of just running an RPO until he's comfortable standing in the pocket. So like it's, there's just kind of no reason to believe that either of those guys would perform better than Anthony Richardson. If Anthony Richardson plays it even a reasonable level as a rookie, I I will say, I do feel like uh, Anthony Richardson performing like total crap is definitely in his ranges of outcomes though. It is. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. Uh, The only other thing I could think of is if uh, Stroud or Young, and this seems unlikely given the surrounding cast for both of them, uh, I guess more likely for Young is if they were to have like a uh, Justin Herbert type rookie season which seems unlikely. But if that yeah. were to happen, I could see them uh, being ahead of, of Richardson. Yeah. Well, and even and then, just to kind of, I think people would still be pretty tantalized by the, yeah, the Anthony Richardson the rushing. Yeah. 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 See, for me, I think it almost has to be injury. I think even if he plays badly, even if Richardson doesn't play well, I think there's going to be enough truthers out there that are willing to hold the candle for him and just say, Hey, he's a rookie. He's uh, you know, he'll figure it out or, like there's going to be tons of excuses. So I feel like without it being something, I don't know, tangible, um, you know, that, that changes drastically his future outlooks. And again, I hate wishing injury. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying, I think that's really the only thing that could see him really having a value hit. The other thing though, and, and kind of what you were saying too, is you'd have to see a hell of a year out of Strat or Young. And I think that that is, while it's unlikely, that is possible, right? There is still that odd chance that we see. I mean, Stroud no one thought Herbert was doing that. Right. And it's just like, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I could see it. So part of me is like, you'd have to have a a couple of stars align for that to happen, but it could happen. I mean, we've seen stranger things. We saw Andrew Luck retire out of nowhere, right? We've seen, you know, Cam Newton retire, come back and be terrible. I mean, like there's just all sorts of weird things that we see every year. So personally though, I mean, for the sake of what it's worth, I, I was kind of out on Richardson until he got drafted. I was kind of just like, let me see where he goes. Let me see what draft capital, like we heard all this rumors and, Again, we heard the same kind of thing last year. We didn't have a single QB go in the first round, right? It was just like, what the hell is this? You know, Malik Willis is falling and nobody likes him. And it, he got hyped up like all over the place the weeks leading up. So when when Richardson went early to the Colts, like we all expected it for, I'm like, okay, so this guy is legit. He is getting the draft capital. They are putting their money where their mouth is. But Bryce Young, I thought, was still the better talent. I think just in a raw, in a vacuum, like on a raw basis, I think Young is the better player. Um, for fantasy, maybe Anthony Richardson is better because of the rushing, like we said. But I wouldn't be shocked if we see Richardson with one of those, like, you know, Carson Wentz type careers, like five or six years. And then he kind of flutters out where Young may be the next Aaron Rodgers and plays for 12 years and is pretty much a solid QB for a long time. So I, I think, again, I think if, if you're just asking this question as from this year to next year, I don't think there's really a whole lot on either because I think both of them have more than one year in the tank anyway. Um, again, barring something crazy, I, I would be shocked. So that's also why I'm fine getting the discount in a way on Stroud and Young and getting them at 104, 105, even in some leagues, right? I think I got them at 106 in one. I think I got Stroud because uh, somebody took JSN before. And I was just like, yeah, I'll take Stroud. You know, like, why not? Like, let, sign me up. That's a terrific QB value. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's so tough to predict rookie quarterbacks. I mean, we've all, and John, I know as the quarterback X guy, I'm sure you've had these discussions almost too many times, but like, 
you know, Zach Wilson's supposed to be amazing. Josh Rosen's supposed to be amazing. Like all these players that come into, I'm not saying these guys are those. I'm just saying quarterbacks don't always hit. And I think sometimes we forget that, um, that we're expecting them all to hit. But then we've got guys like all of them from last year really haven't done anything, right? You got Ritter, Willis, and who was the other one from last year? Can't remember the rookie from uh, that, but it, there were, Ritter and Willis were like the top two, but there Corral. was somebody else. There you go. Yeah. yeah Corral, yeah, who didn't Corral. do it. And Howell, who we talked about a little bit before, like late round. I mean, like they're just, there just isn't there isn't the talent depth we've seen in the past years at the quarterback position. It's just it's it's real shaky from QB twenty five on, and that isn't necessarily a, a good thing. <laughs> and yeah. it just makes it so that anybody has a has a very slippery slope to fall down and a really hard time to climb up. Like Hertz climbed up, I don't know if we're going to see that kind of climb again ever. To be honest, like that's just so hard to do. Uh, but that team was set up perfectly around him, had a terrific line, a great defense, it could keep games close, put the ball in his hands, and he made it work. I mean, again, strike lightning once, great. But having it happen a second time, I we got to see that first. Richardson could be that guy, but he might not, too. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I think you made a really good point there a little a couple minutes ago about uh, even if he's bad, like I think we're going to see him be bad and these guys be well above average because yeah. these guys, like you said, they basically – no matter how bad they play, see, like Trevor Lawrence still held very good value after year one because everyone blamed on Urban Meyer and he's a rookie. Even Zach Wilson held held at least a first value, like uh, after his rookie season, it, and he was horrible. So, uh, <laughs> it's Trey like, Lance is still there, and we yes, we have no reason to believe. Yeah, like we've seen and nothing. I, I'm a semi Lance truther myself. Like I, I. I yeah, totally. Yeah. So I totally exactly, and, and just because he hasn't, because he hasn't, he hasn't failed yet. That that's a big reason I think <laughs> on Lance because he he hasn't played. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been hurt. And and, and Sam Darnold's there now, right? Sam Darnold's vying for the QB one position. Like Darnold, Brock, or sorry, yeah, Darnold, Brock, and Lance. All three of those guys are. We're going to see a massive shuffle there if Darnold ends up winning that job. Like my Darnold my mind might just fall job. apart. Like that just sounds crazy. Like. <laughs> Or is he that good or are they that bad? Like there's so many questions that come from that as if that's the outcome. But the fact that it's even being talked about in June is crazy to me. Like, yeah. I don't know how much of it to believe, of course, but like, really? Brock, we're, Purdy, we're doing... Brock Purdy really is the best option for that offense. And it and it kind of doesn't even matter how the other guys play. I mean, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what Trey Lance brings to the table in the best case scenario. It's still just... It's it's Brock Purdy's job and it needs to be. It really needs to. Like See, I disagree. To me, disagree, if you're starting yeah. Brock Purdy, it's like the equivalent to me of playing not to lose. Like mm. Lance is, Man, is, he... is the one that can differentiate you. Purdy is the safe playing not to lose option. See, I and what I think differentiates you in that offense is Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and you know, you've got so many guys who are so good with the ball in their hands. The last thing you want is a bottleneck at quarterback kind of stopping that entire offense from, you know, from dispersing the football around to those actual weapons. Like yeah. it, he can, he can be great as a rushing quarterback, but at the end of the day, you've assembled this offense that's very dynamic. It's got a lot of a lot of wrinkles to it. It's got a lot of speed. It's a, got a lot of ball carrying abilities, and the whole deal is you've got to get the ball into those guys' hands, not just let it 
just die in the hands of the quarterback. I, I so, seen, and, and we saw this, like we saw it last year. He unlocked that offense. They hadn't, they had scored, uh, they had not scored more than 30 <laughs> points in a single game until he took over. And then they did it eight times. They also played a lot of crap teams in those games. <laughs> um, but my thing with it is from real NFL perspective, you, you need to have at, at worst a very, very good quarterback, if not elite quarterback, generally to win a Super Bowl. I can't, when's the last team that, um, other than maybe the Eagles in 2017 when Nick Foles, like, my Denver Broncos it, did it in 2015. Like that's true. That that it, that's, it happens. Uh, yeah, you know, not, not, not a lot, but it does happen. Trent Dilfer's got a ring. Uh, well, Brad Johnson has a 20, ring. Twenty some years ago, uh, with the with those Joe guys. Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco's got a ring. Yeah, yeah. It 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 happens. I'm with you. It's it's. Does Alex not... Smith have a ring? I don't think so. Right. No, yeah, they made some runs, playoff so. runs, but not not. Super yeah, long, yeah, they didn't so. quite get there. Yeah, I mean to derail I mean, you, John. I, you go it's ahead. it's it's not the it's not the correct path for an NFL team to take. Basically, like you're you're you either need an elite quarterback or you need kind of the perfect roster around that quarterback is essentially right. what it takes. I mean, San Francisco, if they don't have the perfect roster around Brock Purdy, they're pretty close. Like I think that he's he's not the type of team that that drags you to a Super Bowl or even drags you to a single win at any point, but he is the type of player who can get out of the way of this particular roster and win some games. So it's, it's not, it's not easy. It's not the optimal way to go about roster building in the NFL, but it it works well, from time to time, I, and I see what you're saying, but I still think you're better off. It, it's not like, like like I said a little while ago. It's not like Lance has failed, so I, I still think you're better off trying to get the see if you have an elite guy, and, and you still have Purdy on your roster if it goes bad. Well, I would even go a different way if I'm playing this like Dynasty, which of course it is not. We know that. <laughs> um, but if if I was playing this like I was managing my own Dynasty roster, I would start Lance and trade Purdy. And I would say, all right, well, there's definitely teams out there that could use Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant, right? Seventh rounder. You can get some more value than that from, from a trade, I think. You've already Even made a profit. A, right. Future <laughs> fifth. Take your profit. As Sidlow always says, right? Just take the profit and move on. And then you've got Lance, who you traded three first-round picks to do. You kind of, in my mind, again, if I'm paying that kind of price, I would ride that dude until his legs fall off and just be like, you're going to earn these damn picks. You're going to earn this trade. And I think, again, if... If it's a terrible trade, I want to know that. And I don't know that we know that. Like to yeah, Rocky's like point, it, he hasn't failed. He hasn't really had a chance. To, that's like, my thing. If really you even paid succeed, the three, he hasn't really given, like, you haven't given it, him the reins enough. Yeah, just, if you paid the know. three first round picks and he stunk up the joint for ha- even half a season or something, like, I could see moving <laughs> off. It, he hasn't had a chance to show you whether he's good or bad. So I, I just, that's why it's so hard for me to. To see them just moving off that after what, like I know people say, oh well, they already spent that as a sunk cost, but I get they that, haven't that gotten they to really see what they him. have. They don't even know what yeah. they have. I mean, it's not so the cost, a, it's the demand. They really, really wanted this guy, and then they're just going to move on from Mister Irrelevant. I just that makes zero sense, but it also makes perfect sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, the, I mean, the flip side of this though is since we don't have proof of concept with Trey Lance in either direction, we don't we don't know. 
if he's good or he's bad yet. Like he's still kind of holding that value. Like there's some, there's some pretty significant trade value for them. They're not going to get what they paid for him, but they could still salvage this and still have the quarterback who makes the most sense for their roster. Trey Lance goes somewhere else and, uh, you know, becomes a starter there. Um, And, you know, for dynasty purposes, now we've got two very good starters, you know, at least for their particular roster, everybody wins. So, you know, there's, there's, there's still that if you throw Trey Lance out there and he fails, then you, you know, you just lost all of that trade value and you ended up right back to, to Brock Purdy anyways. Uh, I, I just don't I think said, you can Pandora's box this one. It's like Schrodinger's cat. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to literally like you, if you don't play him, he's worth more. I get it. But at the same time, not playing him shows you don't think he's worth anything. Like it just it's this weird like double edged sword. Like you have to start him to see if you want to keep him. And if someone else wants him, they want to see him play before they take him. It's like I just don't see any value in him just seeing, sitting on the bench for three first round picks. Like that's just so bonkers to me. Pandora's box and Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, I went both ways. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just finish up by saying, like, from a real NFL perspective, I've said it a million times. If they start Brock Purdy, me as an Eagles fan is so happy. So uh, (laughs) I I just, I think he's, there's a reason he's Mr. Relevant and he's exposed even more in year two with a lot more film on it. hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. uh, But we'll see how it goes, but that's the end of our show sheet. So that's the end of our show. I want to thank John for coming on. I'm going to thank Andrew for subbing in for Russ. Uh, It's been a great show. Love talking to you guys for the last hour 15 here. Uh, John, why don't you just remind everybody again who you are, what you do, where they can find what you do. Nice. Thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, let's see. Um, at Superflex Dude on Twitter, Superflex Super Show, uh, and DynastyLeagueFootball.com. I've got I've got uh, rankings there. Um, we're also we create the ADP, the Superflex ADP. Like I run mock drafts every month, so that you've got some ADP to to look at for Superflex Dynasty. So, um, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty busy over there. Okay, and I always hate doing this part because we don't have anything on our show sheet, and I have to remember what Russ usually says at the end of the show. Um, but uh, make sure you're following Andrew at Andrew Hall FF. I'm at Dynasty FF Addict. Uh, make sure you're uh, following the pod at Trade Addicts Pod and the DAP Network at DAP underscore Network. I don't, I don't have to give Russ his Twitter. Stop oh, pointing to it. Uh, <laughs> everyone knows Dynasty Outhouse. His name gets said all That's the right. time on the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Patreon, if you want to come watch us live uh, during the show, you can also be in the Cool Kids Club, which is our group chat on Discord. A lot of fun talk goes on in there, trade questions, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's uh, patreon.com slash pod, And I don't believe fpodshirts.storeenvy.com is a thing anymore, um, but I'm not sure what the new address is, so I can't give that. Sorry, Russ. Just uh, SFB merch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Just uh, support Fantasy Cares. There's a whole bunch of SFB merch out there. Uh, I think that's it. So I am going to call it a night, fellas. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS Family of Podcasts, and a proud member in the 
Dynasty Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.